It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we go to San Antonio right now. Ward White was on the call, uh, powered by ESPN Central Texas. It was on Star 104.9. And, uh, Ward, I, I loved it, man. I loved I got to hear the fourth quarter especially and the back-and-forth nature of that game. I've covered those uh, the girls' state title games before. I used to cover the Mansfield Lady Tigers when they won like three in a row back in the day. You remember when they were really good under Samantha Morrow. But how about La Vega? I mean, that is that is so much fun. What was the uh, what was the give us a sense of like what the whole scene was like after the win? Uh, I would imagine there's a pretty great contingent of La Vega fans. What was the celebration like? It was uh, it was very exciting. They they did pack the side uh, the visitor side of the bleachers. A lot of La Vega fans here for the game today, and uh, they were extremely excited to see their team advance for a chance to win a state championship tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and uh, a lot of fun. Coach looked at me right after he got through, turned around and looked at me in just a big sigh, (laughs) very happy (laughs) after uh, being able to pull that one off. I like that coach. I mean, I think he teaches over at the junior high. I was watching something on TV recently, and he was just talking about how everybody was so excited for him and coming up to him uh, constantly, you know, talking. What What have you figured out? You're a coach. You're a former coach. You You have it in your blood. Your dad's a coach. Your brother's a coach. Tell me about the La Vega coach and, like, the impact – he's had on this program and, 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 and what it is that he does that seemingly, other than having great players, that helps coaches when you have extremely talented players. But what is he, what's kind of he, what is he known for, Ward, as you've kind of gotten to know this program? Well, to me, he is, Coach Willis is so even-killed. He doesn't get too up or too down about any situation. He stays within the moment, uh, and, and he lets his team play and be themselves, and that's really important, especially when you get to a, a place like this uh, in a big building with a, a lot of fans there on, on both sides and a lot of noise, not letting the moment get too big. And when you have a coach that can stay within the moment and not let it get too big, it trickles down to his players, and you can see they stayed calm. They never, they never got rattled in the game. They never got upset. They just kept playing their game and never got out of their game. And I think that that's important to let players be themselves and, and, and do what they do best. And Coach Willis does that. He leads by example. And you can see that in his team. All right. And I, I tell you, talking to Ward White in San Antonio after that thrilling 50-48 to 48, uh, win for La Vega. All right, Ward, because I, I was trying to download the – Oh, the NFHS thing that I bought, but I was really enjoying listening to you. But walk me through the big steal, the sequence, because to me, that's when I could tell in your voice, uh, and obviously it was late in the game, but they're up one. It's a real back-and-forth deal. But when they got that steal and went the other direction and got fouled, that was just such an enormous moment with about 30 seconds left. Describe exactly, uh, Ward, what happened on that sequence? Did did somebody reach in there and strip it away from Glenn Rose? What was that? What was that whole sequence like? Yeah, it was Kenzie Mitchell reaching in and knocking that ball away, and then tapped out by McKinney. 
and picked up by Kalea Parr, and Parr able to go down the floor and draw the foul. That was a huge change of uh, momentum for the Lady Pirates. And, again, it's that tenacious defense that they've been playing all season long that puts other teams on their heels, but they found a way to get it done and quickly move the ball up the court and, and give them that advantage. And, and that was – you're right, that was a huge turn of events for the Lady Pirates. And you could see it uh, not only on the court with the five players, but you could see it on the bench too. You started seeing a little bit of that momentum slide toward the La Vega Lady Pirates. There was somebody for the Lady Tigers that you were saying, and I think it was somebody like Riders or something like that, and it was funny because it was like I, I kept thinking, man, does she have the ball just constantly? She's probably their point guard. But it just seemed like they kept kind of – I mean, it it was like a, a heavyweight match. I mean, it was just back and forth. Um, what, what Glenn Rose, how impressed were you with the way they played, and what were they – what were they like in terms of were they trying to power it down low? It seemed like you were saying they, you know, they had some layups there that they were able to get, especially in that fourth quarter. What was your impression of that team? Well, they're very well coached. They're a very good basketball team, as they should be at this point, Matt. But you know, it was it was the play of Alexa Ryder. She was four of eight from field goal, two of five from three point land, and she was able to knock down that three points that that got them kind of a little bit further in front and and had a, a, the advantage. But, you know, really they tried to work the ball down to Amy Flippin, and Amy Flippin with the 18 points in the first half, she only scored four points in the second half. So wow. they were able to shut her down. She's a big 6-4 center that they have for Glen Rose and able to put, put her kind of in, in neutral there in the second half. And that was a big deal because you saw Angela Carroll come in uh, and play well for the Lady Pirates, and she's a six foot four that took the ball away from her and not let her get in. And you saw also Raisa Smith be able to kind of neutralize her. Got a couple of blocks, did draw a couple of fouls on those blocks, um, but they were still they rattled her a little bit, and you could tell she was pressing a little bit there in the second half, and that really made the difference in the game. Neutralizing, flipping there in the late in the third quarter in the fourth quarter she was getting frustrated a little bit but you know they they only had six players on the floor the entire game and and the bench for la vega was able to make the difference in the ball game so uh i think that that was the big difference is is getting flipping not able to just get those bunny hops underneath the basket like she did in the first half Kalea Parr, you mentioned, what an amazing game. 23 points, did it at the biggest time when they had to have her. Um, she, you know, she got, she drew the foul there. She hit the big bucket to put them up. And then she talked about losing her father in 2021 and, and how she was thinking about him a lot sort of during big moments and after the game. Uh, just really seems like an incredible uh, young person, but but also a great player, Ward. She is a great player, and she she is the point of this offense. She brings the ball up, and she sets the offense, puts that wheel offense in motion for them, and able to find a way to get the ball down on the block when they need to, or take the outside game. They use the screen real well, and she's able. She's so quick that she's able to get through that screen. You don't have to set a great screen for her to be able to go down the side of the lane and get those layups that she likes to make. And she made a huge one in this ball game late to, to give them that lead. You're right. 
but she she's the one that you know she's kind of the straw that stirs the drink for the lady pirates well this is going to be uh it's a lot of fun now you got to ramp up and get ready to do it again um what th- th- in some ways this feels like the state titles already happened um this matchup everybody was looking forward to and it it lived up to some of the hype what what do you think about the next this next matchup because what you can't do is have that sort of natural letdown that can happen after such a monstrous win what do you uh what do you foresee happening about what do you think about this next matchup well, I, 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 right now it's a closely contested game between Bernie and Sunnyvale, and and so either one of those that come out uh, and face La Vega, you got to realize that they're not here by mistake. They're a very good basketball team as well, and, and you know that, Matt. It, it, you've got to find a way, whether it's a big win or a, or a, or a big loss, you've got to put those behind you, and especially now after a big win and emotional like you're talking about, you've got to find a way to just – be yourself, and that's one of the things that you know we talked about, Coach Willis earlier, letting his team be themselves and not let the moment get too big. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll come back in refreshed a little bit. Um, I talked to him after the game a little bit ago. They were watching the first half of that game between Bernie and Sunnyvale as well, and uh, it, it's just be yourself at this point. Don't worry about – doesn't matter what color jerseys on the other bench. It doesn't matter what they do. Go out and play your game and be yourself – and normally, if you can do that and you're a good enough team, scoreboard will take care of itself. And so I, I feel like La Vega can put this one behind them pretty quickly and uh, get back to the hotel and have their team meetings tonight and get ready to come back tomorrow night at, at the Alamo Dome and, and have an, a shot at a, a state championship. What do you think about the the, the San Antonio scene? Um, now, last night, apparently, there was some, Hell and and water getting into the Alamo Dome, uh, that was not a good that was not a good look. Uh, you know, and obviously it delayed one of those games. I think Liberty was involved in that game, but for so many years these two tournaments, the boys and girls was in Austin. That's when I fell in love with it, and I loved mm-hmm. going to Austin. And it was a huge coaching convention type thing. You would see everybody there. Is it? Like that now in San Antonio, has everybody sort of, uh, is it is it that kind of festive affair? Or uh, where, where are we in that whole process? Because those of us who went to it every year really loved it in Austin. Well, you're talking to the wrong guy because I loved it in Austin as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, it was something special about being uh, in Austin at mm-hmm. the University of Texas and, and having that opportunity. And you're right. There would be a ton of coaches around that you could talk to and visit with. They're still here. It's just this building is so big, and it kind of engulfs the whole thing. And they've got it situated to where it's still a good atmosphere, but it's such an enormous building that I, I would like it to see it back in Austin at some point if they could get that worked out. I don't know that they ever will. Uh, but that was such a special time to have it there uh, inside that auditorium. And I, I don't know. I, I, I do like it here. It, it It's maybe located a little bit far for some teams because all, being all the way down in San Antonio. But still, it, it, it's a fun time. And anytime you can have an opportunity to play for a state championship, I think any you ask any of the coaches that are playing here this weekend or for the guys that's coming up next weekend, they don't care. They'll play in a parking lot, so that really doesn't matter yeah. to them. 
but I, I, I still have a special feeling for when it was in Austin as well. Do you have a go-to restaurant in San Antonio? Like, is there something you've got your mind on, like on the uh, the Riverwalk? Now, my place is that I like those cheeseburgers, and I like those, I know this sounds weird, but the, the bean and cheese nachos at a place called Chris Madrid. Chris Madrid's. Okay. I, if you ever get a chance, it's just a, it's a great burger, but those nachos, make sure you order what they call the cheesy nachos. Because okay. it just the amount of cheese, it's the perfect ratio, and I, and I kind of fell in love with that place. But you may have something else in mind, Ward. No, I I don't. So I'm going to take your advice. That's where I'll go tonight and and tell them that Matt Mosley sent me. See if I can get bonus points for that. Yeah, may 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 show you the exits once you drop that name. Uh, <laughs> the uh, and Meteora, that's always a fun one. That's kind of in the middle of all the uh, action. There'll be a bunch of coaches and everybody hanging out there. Uh, by right. the way, five five o'clock today. Your boy Q uh, uh, and uh, the, your former co-host, and mm-hmm. he live from the uh, I, I, plausibly live. Uh, may have already taped it, but uh, from the combine. The nice. NFL Combine, Indianapolis. So if you're if you're by the dial, you got the app on. You know, check in, and hear what uh, hear what hear what Q has to say. I'll certainly do it. I will. I will. It sounds like a good time. All right. Hey, love listening to you. Love the excitement, and uh, just know everybody back home loved uh, the whole presentation. It just sounded great, and it was a lot of fun. So, uh, hey, go ahead and bring home a state title. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Ward White, uh, who really can do any play-by-play, but right now he's uh, he's on this La Vega bandwagon. Aaron, is it too late for me to get on the Fairfield bandwagon? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, and by the way, Lark, Lark corrected me on something. Um, yeah, my Tony Brackens, the famous player from Fairfield, Shadasia, who's the great player at Fairfield, is Tony's niece. All right, his daughter is McKenna Brackens. I think she's also on the team, but uh, an incredible family, great athletic family. But Lark, always love. Aaron, don't you like that Lark's out there kind of making sure we're we're staying factual, fact-based radio? Did, did you ever think it would be Lark who would help us with that? <laughs> If he's going to fact-check the program, he better clear his schedule. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's a full-time gig. Hope he's not listening to Campus Confidential. (laughs) We ought to to do like that pardon the interruption. You know, at the very end, they always address the mistakes. (laughs) Every every other day, I'll I'll say something. Like the other day, and Simcox used to have to jump in, and I'm always waiting for you. If you need to correct me, please do. But I'll say something, and it doesn't sound right. But then, it, but it, I say it, and I just move on with life. And then, like that night, about eight or nine, I'll be like, "Well, that's not who that was." Like the Texas player, Sir Jabari Rice is his name. Well, I was calling him Jabari Parker the other day, and I thought, "Why am I doing that?" Well, because that's an NBA player. Jabari Parker used to play for the Bucks. I forget who he plays for now, but I get these things, boy. I used to. I finally had to tell Simcox, Aaron. You know how nice he is. It just he's just a, such a I mean, he just is really, uh, he's just so supportive and all of that. And, but I, find, I told him early on, though, I said, hey, if I say something wrong, you've got to jump in and correct it. So he, he learned to do that. You'd, 
you do it too. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas.